Welcome to Own the Microphone. Join me, Bridget McGowan, an award-winning international professional speaker and owner of the independent publishing company, BNAC Talks Press. Welcome, everybody, to today's episode of Own the Microphone. I am Bridget McGowan, and today I am joined by Nicolene El Haddad, who is based in South Africa. It is so awesome to have someone across the pond hanging out with me today. Nicolene, welcome. Oh, thank you so much, Bridget. I'm so excited to be here today with you. One of my favorite questions to start this podcast is this one. I want you to think back to one of the first presentations you ever made, and then think back to one of the most recent presentations you've made. What is the biggest difference between the two, Nicolene? Um, Well, I would probably have to be honest and say, I think it's my confidence in what I'm saying. I've always believed that when I speak, to speak the truth. And I believe that as long as you do that, you can speak about anything as long as it's your truth. But today, when I do presentations or speak in my membership groups or, you know, just a a group of inspiring people, um, it's amazing to see how my words impact them through their energy and through their faces and how their belief in themselves starts growing that makes me feel more confident even more in what I'm already doing and that allows me to continue even more with what I'm doing because it's I feel like if you want to share your word with the community it's so much nicer when you get to interact with people where if you don't get to see them you don't get to see how your words are changing their lives it can be a little bit daunting it could be a little bit you know harder than than it is when you're doing it something face to face and especially now with the world being so different um i think speaking your truth putting your story out there is so so essential speaking your truth is very closely connected to one of your first steps into the speaking world when you were working for a cruise line talk to us about that Yeah, so this was many moons ago, but when I joined the cruise liners, I was asked um, to represent the spa industry when we welcomed the passengers on board. And this was not something that I was familiar with. I was not informed that this is something that we would do on a regular basis, but I was asked to speak in front of thousands of people, pretty much like advertising the salon and the spa and what we do in our treatments. And all I remember saying to myself was, speak your truth, only talk about what you know, and talk about the things that you know that you're good at, because at least people will know that you're being honest, because I think I have one of those faces that if I'm lying, you could tell a mile away. (laughs) So I I use that to my benefit. And I have to be honest, maybe the little speech was more about me than it was about the spa. But I used the opportunity to just allow myself this opportunity that was given to me because when you look back at your life there might have been many opportunities that we get that we do not grab with both of our hands and I saw that opportunity on my very first day of joining the cruise line that this could possibly change my life and I and I could fill myself with so much energy that even if it went horribly long at least I tried and that was my mission going on stage. 
Nicoline, you've done a lot since then, since being on that cruise liner. Nicoline Eladad is a small business entrepreneur that uh, has multiplied to millions. She has multiplied it to millions through franchising one of her several small businesses. She's now turning to her passion of people to assist them in doing the same. So how do you do that? And how is speaking part of that, Nicoline? Well, over the past couple of years, we've always, my husband and I, and all of the businesses that we've had, we've always attracted other business owners to us um, through cups of coffee, lunches and dinners, where we literally just share how we do things with them. And we realized that people were using these opportunities to get to dig a little bit deeper into how they could possibly do that in their business. And we started looking at how I could start teaching this because I've taken my business and franchised it across the country in a simple and easy method to me. But when people would come to me and ask me, but how did you do this? And wasn't it hard? And didn't you need millions to start it? My answers were always no, I I made it easy for myself. And I realized that I could be helping other people do exactly that. And I think there's no bigger joy in life that if you're able to teach someone something, it doesn't matter whether you're helping them, you know, lose weight or bake a cake. If you could teach someone a skill that can improve and change their life and their children and everybody they impact daily, then your duty of being on this planet has been met. And that's really something that I strive to do on a daily basis. And that's what I do today. I I coach small business owners who want to open multiple locations and who even possibly want to franchise their brand because they have this vision and this dream in their heart to impact millions. And that is really a dream come true for me right now. Nicolene's super ambitious, everybody, as you can tell. She's a self-made millionaire. Uh, She started her first business with her husband, Clyde, from their garage, and they've grown it into an empire. Today, she has seven different businesses. She has franchised one of them to 22 branches nationwide. Uh, She's also the founding editor of an online female empowering magazine called My Story and has made it her life's mission to help other female business owners multiply their income. Um, to millions. When you think about working with these female business owners, I know sometimes their voices seem a little soft. And I mean that metaphorically, not in actuality. How do you help them find their voices to multiply their income to millions? And, And thinking about how you have presence on the stage and how you use your speaking to demonstrate your voice to the world. How do you help those female business owners find and amplify their voices? Well, Bridget, I'd like to go back to reminding them of what it was like when they started their business. See, when we come up with a business idea and you want to grow and scale something, you are excited, you are filled with a fire, you believe in yourself and you will run, you know, 24 hours straight, you will work all hours of the day to make this dream come true. But as a business grows and difficult things happen to us all, we, we seem to slow down in the pace and we seem to, in a, in a nice way, get comfortable with what we have. But you, you might still have that burning desire for more, but you've kind of lost that energy that you were not talking about. And I spent a little bit of time in the beginning thinking back of what it was like and reminding them of the massive really, truly the massive step they took in the beginning to actually start a business. There are millions of people, Bridget, every single day wishing they could start a business, dreaming about owning a business, and yet they never go after it. There might be very valid reasons for all of that, but if you are listening to this 
right now and you are a business owner, I applaud you because you've done what millions of people only dream of doing. And that's where I usually start my training is just igniting that fire again figuring out what your true why is now, because I also believe that our reasons for doing things change through our lives. You know, when I started my first business, you know, 15 years ago, we didn't have children yet. It was just me and my husband. We were living with my mom. We were like trying to save every penny where today we have three children. We have massive businesses, but even when we started a brand new business, like three months ago, our reasons and our doings and the way we do things are so different now. So I focus on where did we start? Why did you do that? What is your new goal? And how badly do you want it? And what will that look like? Because I can get someone super fired up in five minutes, helping them create that image of where their life can be only by doing what they're already doing. They're not changing anything. I don't expect you to learn a new language. You're not going to invest millions into a business that you don't have. It's taking what you already have just doing it better. Because unfortunately, in the entrepreneurial world, we get comfortable, we get slacky, we forget some things, and we look around more at the, what the other people are doing instead of focusing back at home and your own kitchen, what's happening there, and then start building your business back up. And that's what I help my clients do. And that's what presentations should do, no matter what the presentation topic is, taking mm -hmm. what you have and doing it better. That's what every presenter should aim to do and, and aim to accomplish when they get on a microphone is getting the audience to take their current situation or think about where they were last year and then doing things better. Yes. What, what are some topics on which you speak? I mean, I, we know business, we know uh, about, you know, looking at the past and figuring out how to make the future even more successful. What are some topics on which you normally speak, Nicolene? So we focus a lot on how to multiply what you've got. Like, so personally, all of my teachings, I always teach out of my personal experiences, things that I always start my presentations like that as well, like something that's recently happened in my family with my husband or one of, one of my businesses, so that people can relate to me. I think you need to always remember that when you are trying to promote your business, you need to do it from your stories. And that's how people truly connect with you. And we always focus on using what you've got, but making more money coming into the business. So we create, we look at creating creating more income streams for your business and just brainstorming, open up your mind to collaborations and things that, I mean, I just stepped out of a mastermind, you know, a couple of hours ago and the same thing happens, whether you earn millions or just a couple of you know, dollars, we all get closed off in our thinking process. But once you put, collaborate with other people and you start getting excited about your dreams and goals that allows you to start thinking out of the box so we do that through our teachings we focus on how you can maybe start a membership how you could possibly bring a new product line into your business we focus on how you can possibly start teaching people what you know and so many business owners today will say oh no but i've got nothing to teach but yet you've done something that nobody else has done probably in your family or even in your friend circle. So we teach people to use what you've got, but do it even better. So I teach all about how to hire staff and how to train them even better so that you can learn from your mistakes. And um, we focus on how to 
reduce your costs because a lot of times you can make more money by just increasing your prices with 2% and cast, cutting your losses with, you know, like 2% as well. Um, we focus on going into a new market. You know, sometimes we've, we've had clients where they would stick with the same product or the same service for 10 or 15 years because they're too stubborn to be open-minded and ask their audience what they actually want. And it's the same when you're doing a presentation. When you're, when you're speaking to an audience, you can come in with your same story your same teaching every week or every month but you have to bring something new to the table every time to keep people interested and something relevant that's happening today so that people can relate to you Mm. how do you get people to relate to you how do you connect with your audiences in your presentations I focus a lot on my family. I focus a lot on how hard it was for me in the beginning because I had to sacrifice a lot of time for my family. I had to sacrifice my freedom. And also I married a, a foreigner. So our relationship is very different. Um, he couldn't speak very good English when he came to South Africa in the beginning. So there was a lot of things that maybe other people didn't experience when they would start a business. So I use my flaws, my mistakes that I've made in the past, but even my lessons that I've learned, whether they were good or bad, I use that because I know. Bridget, I can guarantee there's always someone in the audience that will go, oh, that's me. I, and, and, and actually people say, thank God that's me because we feel alone. For some reason, when we do business and especially females, we feel like we're supposed to keep the information to ourselves. We shouldn't show weakness. We shouldn't share with people that they've gone through you know, hard times or even the good times, but we need to share that. That's what people are asking for because that way, you know, now I can do it because if Bridget can do it, I can do it. And that's why the stories are so important. And that's why I started my magazine as well so that people can come and share their stories because if you can impact one person in your life I think God will bless you tenfold there you go it for whatever reason and I keep blaming social media for this but for whatever reason we feel like we always have to come with the pretty we always have to have the perfect facade the gorgeous uh, images and everything is right in the world and and I'm guilty of this too. I don't tend to share the downs. I don't share the bad hair days or what have you. In a minute, you're going to be able to ask me a question. Don't forget that, Nicolene. You're going to be able to ask me a question in just a minute. So here's my next question for you, because we tend to uh, just show the perfect and uh, don't show everything. How do you create that balance of showing the perfect and I'm going to put perfect in quotation marks Mm -hmm. and the perfect being what could be the possibilities. This Mm -hmm. is the success that you can experience if you take what you have and work with it. How do you balance showing the perfect along with the imperfect in your presentations without getting too lost in either one, without showing up too perfectly and not showing up too imperfectly? How do you balance the two? Yeah. Well, first of all, what I always make sure that I do is that I never allow myself to do anything on social media when I'm not in a good space. That's like a personal rule I have for myself. So if I know I'm down or if the universe is just bringing me some low time energy, which is always needed, I stay away from social media specifically for that. But when I tell my stories, I always make sure that I share both the good and the bad with every single lesson that I teach my clients, because I believe that it's always been good and there's always been some bad. And if you could learn through the good, that's great for you. But other people 
find it easier to learn through the bad experiences that happen to other people, maybe because of the space that they're in right now. And we can't always analyze what someone's thoughts or emotional state is when we're actually talking to them in an audience. So for you to kind of cover all your bases, I think it's safe to bring in some emotional part, bringing some fun, bringing some honesty into the table, and then talking about the big audacious dream that everybody can have, but at least they know you're human, you've fallen and you've gotten back up. And, and I think the stories must just always be honest. You know, don't try to make your stories sound more exciting than what they are. You know, you don't have to be more funny than the previous guy that was on stage. Just, just be really who you are um, and allow that, you know, like if you're feeling nauseous on the day, I've heard so many presentations, you know, where people would say, oh, I'm currently pregnant. So please forgive me. I'm not, you know, doing really well. And, and that actually allows the audience to connect more with you because you are being you. So always just lead with that. And, and that's what I personally do is I try to balance the good that I'm giving them, but also reminding them that I, I wasn't born like this. I didn't get here without a struggle. I didn't get here for free. This was a journey and I love the journey and I use the journey to teach my children, my friends. Um, and I feel now honored that whenever anybody asks me for advice or just my opinion on something that they chose me to ask, you know, to help them with this questioner and whether I give them the right answer or not, it's really an opportunity for me to just share what I know and send them with love so that hopefully they can do the best for them, for their business or for themselves. I like the point that you made about not trying to be funnier than the last person and not trying to compete with the person that presented before you and so on and so forth. But sometimes we'll find ourselves in those situations where a colleague presents and then we have to follow up or you're at a conference or there's a panel discussion and so on and so forth. Stop competing with everybody. This is not a competition. If anything, think about opportunities to collaborate. Oh, that person did this and the other. Let me talk to him or her afterwards and ask, hey, how did you do that? Or hey, look at it more from the lens of a collaboration opportunity as opposed to a competition opportunity, because you will wear, will wear yourself down if you're sitting there trying to come up in a split second with something new and jazzy that you can do in order to top the last performance. No, Top of the last performance from yourself, the last performance, you, but not the last person's performance. Or don't, don't worry about trying to outshine some other speaker. Just be who you were meant to be on that microphone. Also, yeah. you indicated that you were not born like this. And I know when I talked to you before about, were you always a confident speaker? Your response was, well... Yes, well, no, well, it's kind of complicated. So talk to us about this confidence speaker role that you have completely embraced. Well, I think when the first time when I had, when I was kind of forced to go, you know, live and, and go on stage and present myself in, in, in a company in that sense, I, I, I led myself with the be honest, share your what you know, and, and just lead with love and compassion and people will see, you know, who you are. But that that part was easy for me. But when we, for example, you, you go to into a different platform, like, for example, for me, going live on Facebook 
was nerve-wracking. Um, in fact, for me to press the little red dot that allows you to go live to, you know, millions, and 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 that's always the sad part, Bridget. We always think millions will see us, but they really don't. <laughs> and the, the, the point is here that I did this whole live presentation on, on Facebook, and at the end, I only realized I never actually pressed the button, which means I had to actually do the whole presentation again. And it just showed me that I'm still here. I didn't pass out. Nothing happened. My phone didn't and explode, you know, life will be okay. But what I've done to help me get more comfortable is I always tell my clients, practice what you're not good at. So if you know that you have a fear for something, try to do it as often as you can in a safe environment. So for example, when it comes to going live or going on a presentation, I like to talk to myself in the car. In fact, I do it all the time. I think people that drive by think I must be crazy, but that is one of the things that I do before I need to do a training because it's almost like I'm just playing with my words in my head. It comes natural when I speak then, but I also make sure that, um, especially with Facebook, I've told a lot of my clients, create a Facebook group and go live in that group where it's just you. You're the only person there, but you get to practice being in that space. You get to watch the videos again without judgment, but just to see where could you possibly improve and then start inviting people that you trust and love into this group so that you can go live with them. And you can even have a presentation via Zoom and you can start practicing your, uh, whatever it is that you want to present to the world, but in a safe environment. But do not let the fear of the social media or what other people might think or say about you keep you from doing what you were meant to do. And sharing your story, Bridget, I truly believe is why we are on this planet. If you have a voice, and you have that burning fire inside of your tummy that says, I'm supposed to tell someone this story, then get the help to get confident enough to actually just do it. Just do it. Okay. I am going to tell you those exact same words now. Mm -hmm. Ask me a question. Just do it. Just do it. So I actually have two questions. <laughs> One oh, okay. question is... <laughs> One question is, where do you want to be in five years from now? And the second question is, what do you do when you wake up in the morning and you do not feel like today is going to be a good day? Ooh, man, oh man. <laughs> okay, let's start with, wow. Let's start with five, five years. Five years from now, because in addition to speaking, I also own a publishing company. So five years from now, most of my energy is focused on that publishing company. I want to have, I don't even have a number in mind for the number of authors I want to have published. We've already published over a hundred, but you wow. know, let's say, yes, let's say over 200 authors in is that doable? I need to do some quick math in my head. I, I want to, let's say this, I want to at least double the number of authors that we've published thus far. I think that is definitely a huge goal of mine because it's about getting your word out there. Oftentimes people think mm -hmm. you have to have this massive following, which it was so funny how you were talking, Nicolene, about having this 
fright about millions of people tuning in to this live session that you're doing on social media. And it's like, no, a million people aren't going to tune in. And so oftentimes people feel like, oh, before I can get on a stage, before I can publish a book, I need to have all of these thousands of Facebook friends and LinkedIn connections and Instagram posts and friends and stuff. No, you don't. So I'm wanting to work really hard to dispel that myth that everybody, like you said earlier, has something to teach others. And you can teach via an online course, via an ebook, via a paperback, via masterminds, group settings, sessions, and so on and so forth. That is a huge goal. Five years from now, I want to have doubled the number of authors that I have so their voices are out there in a different way. Maybe they're already speaking. Maybe they already have the communities in the social media groups and forums and such where here's another avenue to reach another population of people who love books. So that's awesome. that's the goal. Yes. Now, what do I do when I wake up and it just feels like it's not a good day or just feels like I I can't turn it into a good day? Well, I have to remember, Nicolene, that I have two choices and I approach this, I use this approach probably in almost, probably almost every aspect, probably almost, both of those sound synonymous with each other. I likely use this approach In every aspect of my life, I have two choices. I can go in the positive direction or the negative direction. So that means I can make today a good one or I can make today a bad one. I can make myself a memorable speaker on this microphone or I can make myself a forgettable speaker on this microphone. And it just keeps on down the line. You know, whether I am out and about running errands, I can be a horrible, mean, nasty, aggressive driver, or I can be a friendly driver. And my friends from Texas who know how I used to burn up the road, I'm sure they're laughing and rolling their eyes. Bridget, a nice driver. Yeah, right. No, I've changed my ways. (laughs) Since moving to Arizona, I am a lot more calmer behind the wheel, but in everything we do, whether it's engaging with our spouses, whether it's interacting with our children, whether it's connecting with friends, whether it is attending meetings, going to work, starting businesses, working with our employees, whatever it is, every single action, every single word, every single move, you have two choices. And people Mm -hmm. may forget exactly what you did, or they may forget what you said to them or what you even wore, but they won't forget how you made them feel. And you usually have about two choices. There's a little bit in between and the Mm -hmm. in between isn't much better (laughs) than the negative side, but you have two choices. You can have them with negative feelings, or you can have them with a positive feeling about that interaction with you. So back to the not having such a good day. I wake up, feels like it's going to be a meh, 24 hours. Got a couple of choices here. And yeah, Mm -hmm. yesterday may have been crummy and awful. That last presentation may have just, you know, really sucked, (laughs) but I can hit the reset button and uh, make a decision today. So yeah, there you go. Those were great questions. (laughs) Awesome, Bridget. I love that you said that. I love the reset button. I think sometimes we think when you wake up and you've got this feeling or you, you you know you just have a kind of energy for the day that that's set but it's not you you can actually change that and you need to learn to know yourself better and, and to know what to do in order to get yourself out of that 
feeling. Um, and even, you know, when you can feel that it's coming even halfway through the day, or if a client says no, or, you know, anything happens, know when to halt, know when to play that funky music that you need, or, you know, eat that bar of chocolate, whatever you need to do to make yourself feel happy. I always say do that because our energy as women, we share it with the world. It, it, we're, we're so uniquely made. I always, you know, we joke because uh, they say that God made Adam and then um, he looked at him and said, oh, we can do so much better. And then he made Eve. <laughs> and then, you know, my granny used to say that. And she said, so that's why women was walking to a room and we share our energy with everybody and when you're sad the house is sad but when you are filled with joy it it floods out of your house so i really want to leave people with that that if you want to do something in in your life or you want to start doing presentations and sharing your story just stand up for yourself because if you don't no one else will you are the only one that can speak your voice you are the only one with your your unique story and yes you have a story whether you think it's a boring one whether you think there's nothing to share here I can guarantee you there are hundreds of people out there that's waiting just for your story. Mm, I could not find a better way, even if I had scripted it, to end this conversation, Nicolene. That was fantastic. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, thank you for having me. I had so much fun. You are such a darling. Oh, thank you. I don't think ever, anyone's ever called me a darling. I need to mark this on my calendar. thank you you are equally phenomenal really appreciate you and all that you do in the world to help people realize their potential and then just go for it so thank you for all you do Nicolene thank you so much have a beautiful day Bridget awesome you too Nicolene and the same to our listeners thank you for tuning into this episode this is Bridget McGowan until next time make sure you always own the microphones